0: West Waters Avenue, Suite 316, Tampa, Florida, 33634. Feel free to send Dr. Arnold your questions or comments to yankee at yankeearnold.com and he will respond as quickly as possible. Now, here is Dr. Arnold with today's message.
1: Look at number three. You see, the ultimate warrior needs the ultimate enemy. You've got to have somebody that's the strongest, because you gotta put them down. An enemy that's trying to destroy you. There is no bigger, no greater enemy than the devil himself. Now he's bigger than me, more powerful than me. But I've got weapons that he can't defeat. You see, he don't have to, he can't win as long as I have my weapons and I use my weapon and I stay alert. But a lot of people won't stay alert. They won't use the weapon because they don't trust the Holy Spirit. So they fight him in the flesh. They don't trust the word. So they trust their mind, their own intelligence, their own philosophy. What they think about everything. Instead of fighting God's battle, God's way. Look what I have here. The devil, which is the prince of the power of the year. Is invisible to the naked eye. How would you like to fight the enemy and you can't see him? He can see you, but you can't see him. Buddy, there's a battle. I love to see what Cassius Clay could have done in the ring with an enemy like George Foreman, but he couldn't see him. Wouldn't that be fun? Well, you and I have an enemy that we cannot see. He's very strong, he's the most powerful there is. And he's got all kinds of little helpers. Have you ever seen a bad guy come up against the good guy? But he always has to have all of his cohorts with him. In case I can't outdraw you, my six buddies are going to mow you down. I used to wonder if I could have lived in the wild west days. Fastest gun alive. Fastest gun alive. You know, when you think you're the fastest gun alive, who would you look for? Somebody who thinks they're the fastest gun alive. So I'd go after Al Marshall or somebody. So when it comes to serving the Lord, God's given you all this ultimate stuff because there's an ultimate enemy I mean there's no greater enemy. There is none greater. So how are you doing in your battle, in your war, in your fight? Here's what he uses. He'll use the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes and the pride of life. Now we talk about the lust of the flesh. There's desires of the flesh. He may use sex, he may use drugs, all these things that the body desires. And so many of God's people can't fight the ultimate battle because you see, they already have lost the battle with habits in their life, with the lust of the flesh, the desires of the flesh. And see, there's desires that you have, like the pride of life. There's things that you want praise, honor, and glory. And so you seek that instead of the will of God. And the devil will dangle out in front of you all these things. These little trinkets. And people would chase them. You see, the devil, he offered Christ the kingdoms of the world and showed it to him in a moment of time. And Jesus says, no. No. What has he tempted you with? You see, you can't fight that ultimate battle and win If you lose all these little skirmishes with the lust of the flesh, and you've got an old sinful nature. And the devil is going to lure you like he lures everybody up. These three things is all the tools he needs to get you. It's all the tools he needs. The lust of the flesh. The lust of the eyes. The pride of life. It's all that he needs. That's how he got Adam and Eve. That's exactly what he offered to Christ. And then the Bible says in 1 John, this is what he's offering to you. Because I want to be somebody in this world, so you'll give up what God wants you to have. And the lust of the flesh, and you'll let your sex drives destroy you. And you'll have habits in your life that God can't use you because of your sinful habits, and he'll put you on a shelf and not use you. You'll always wonder, I wonder what I could have done If I'd have just done what God wanted me to do. Well, I just, God can't use me. Well, He can't use you because you won't use the weapons that He offered you. You see, you don't have to fail. You don't have to lose. You lose because of a choice that you make. So look at number four. The ultimate warrior needs the ultimate battle plan. There has to be a plan. And you plan your work and you work your plan and you work your plan as long as your plan will work. When your plan don't work, you change your plan. Got that? You plan your work and you work your plan. You work your plan as long as your plan will work. When your plan don't work, you change your plan. But the plan that He gave 2,000 years ago still works. Still works. The gospel is still just as powerful. The Holy Spirit hasn't changed. The message hasn't changed. You and I, if we'll do things, God's way, you'll be surprised. We can have God's blessings and God's victories and God's results because God has a plan. Look at number one. Fight by any means according to the will of God. It's not just do whatever you want to do. Fight according to the rules. In 1 Corinthians in chapter 9, it talks about, I fight not as one that beateth the air. In other words, I don't do shadow boxing. You know, pretending he's there and just swinging at nothing. Paul said, I'm in a real fight. He said, they they work because they want to try to get this corruptible crown. He said, I'm after an incorruptible crown. A crown of victory that I, I never lose. Glory that will never fade away. Down here, there's all kinds of little things you can get and you accomplish this and they give you a little trophy. And so forth. I've given out trophies. I've even had to buy some That's the only way I can get them. And so you you going to these trophies. Well, God says, uh, I, I'm, I've got some trophies for you when you get to heaven. Because you fought some battles down here. And you won. This is what God wants for us. Look here at number two. If now is the time to be saved, then now would be the time to witness. Yes or no? A man can't be saved without hearing the gospel. So if now is the time to be saved, then now is the time to witness. If now is a time to witness, now is the time to fight. Well, I'll fight tomorrow. you realize you have to fight every day of your life? Well, today, there are no lusts of the flesh, and there are no lusts of the eyes. There's no pride of life, so I won't have to worry about it for this week. It's going to come next week. Or do I have to fight it every day? Every moment of my life. For over 50 years, I've been fighting this battle. Because, you see, Christ made the statement, or it says in the book of Galatians, in chapter 5, verse 1, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty, wherewith Christ has made us free. Freedom isn't free. In the Christian realm, you have to stand. In Ephesians chapter 6, you have to fight. It's either fight or lose. Fight or give up. It's either fight or you've lost everything in the Christian life. The Christian life is a warfare. It's a battle. There is a plan. But God has given to you and I... Everything we need to win. Number five, the ultimate warrior needs the ultimate mental toughness. Now, I want you to take your Bible and look there in the book of Second Corinthians in chapter four. Second Corinthians and chapter four. And look there in verse one. In verse one. He says, and is on page 1232, in verse 1, Therefore, seeing we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, and here's three little words, we faint not. Because of the ministry, we don't faint. It means we don't quit. In the battle, you may get tired, and you may get weary, and you don't want to do it. But there's no let up. There's no vacations from it. We faint not. So why would we do all of this? Well, look there in verse 15. Verse 15. For all things, and you ought to underline, for your sake. It's for somebody else. Paul says, I do all of this for your sake. For your sake. Another place you'll find it's for the gospel's sake. It's for Jesus' sake. And sometimes, yes, for your own sake. But there's a reason why. And when you understand the reason, the cause behind it, that motivating factor that n- you need in your life that causes you to keep going when it doesn't uh, seem like there's victory. There's many battles that I have had to fight and it just doesn't seem like it's worth fighting. And sometimes it seemed like I'm not Going to win. A a friend of mine was driving down the road, he was a preacher, and he saw two kids fighting on the side of the road. So he pulled alongside and he parked his car and he watched these two boys fighting. One was a big kid, one was a little kid. And the big kid was just beating the tar out of this little kid. But the little kid was scrappy. And he'd get back up and they'd go at it again. And finally the big kid just knocked him down again. And the little kid would get back up. So the preacher got out of the car and walked over there. And started chewing out this big kid. said, you leave that little kid alone. You can see he's small and you're big and that's not right. And the little kid said, oh mister, please mister, don't stop this fight. I'm just getting my second win. I'm just getting my second win. He didn't want it to stop. He wanted to fight. Remind me of some other people I know. You've got to have some fire in the gut. You've got to have something that's I don't care how big the battle is. Me and God, we can tackle anything. You and God are a majority. You and God, he says, Without me you can do nothing, but with me you can do all things. Why? Because Christ can do all things. And there's where your victory is. Now look there in verse 8. He says, we're troubled on every side, but we didn't quit. We are perplexed, but we didn't quit. Verse 9, persecuted, but we didn't quit. Cast down, but we didn't quit. You see, as you go down through here, and every one of these is mentioned for the reason he wants you to understand. We didn't quit because we didn't faint. We didn't stop just because it gets bad, just because it gets hard, just because there's troubles, just because we get perplexed sometimes, sometimes he gets confused. Just keep on fighting. Just keep doing right. Don't never stop. I was wondering if I could ever find a nice little illustration that kind of goes with, you might get defeated at times in little skirmishes, but it's not the whole war, It's not the whole battle. I mean, a guy may knock you down in the third round, but you got back up and still win the battle. Here's a man and his deeds and his age. When he was 22 years of age, he failed in business. At 23, he ran for legislature and was defeated. When he was 24, he again failed in business. When he was 25, he was elected to the legislature. When he was 26, his sweetheart died. When he was 27, he had a nervous breakdown. When he was 29, he got defeated for speaker. When he was 31, he was defeated for elector. When he was 34, he was defeated for Congress. When he was 37, he was elected to Congress. When he was 39, he was defeated for Congress. When he was 47, he was defeated for vice president. When he was 49, he was defeated for the Senate. When he was 51, he became the president of the United States. That's the record of a man who would not give up or quit. His, He persevered. His name was Abraham Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln. Boy, he was a defeated man, wasn't he? Just because you get knocked down a little bit, beat up a little bit, just because you wear a few scars. My wife and I was looking at a panel that I was thinking about putting in my our living room, and I built our house up in Georgia. I thought about the knotted pine because it looked so pretty. And I realized, knotted pine, the guy says, all these knots. He says, that's character. We put down this hardwood floor, and some of the floor companies had it set aside and didn't use some of it because it had all these knots all in it. But a guy told me, he says, those reveal character. Well, my wife and I, we'd like to have a little character in our house. So we took the leftovers and we had some character in our house. Did you know there might be a lot of things in your life that are not right? A lot of habits and so forth that's keeping you from having victory in your Christian life. Did you know that whenever you cut off some of those things... It might leave some scars in your life but that's your character. That's building character. And there's some people that's got a lot of character because they've had a lot of battles. They carry a lot of scars. They've been hurt over the years. It's so important to keep this in mind. But it says I I fight because I I want to win. When you get to chapter 9 of 1 Corinthians, and we're not turning there right now, but it's talking about, I did this that I might win. I did this that I might win. I did this that I might win. Because he had one thing in mind. I want to win. I want to win. I want to win. There's something about, especially guys, that are a little on the macho side. They want to win in everything they do. I don't care what it is. They want to win. And If they can't win, they don't want to play. Or they play against somebody they know they can beat. That's the way I am. Somebody says, Well, I have this injury in my knee from an old football injury. And this is from playing so much softball, I got rotator cuff. Well, I was good at Chinese checkers. Now, why are you laughing? I was walking down the thing... Yesterday, somebody was sitting there playing checkers. Yes, I remember they were playing checkers. And it was a difficult thing for me to do to stand there and watch these two kids playing checkers. And I thought, neither one of them has a clue what they're doing. You know what I wanted to do? Tell them how to play. And I thought, oh, what a stupid move! What a stupid move! But I didn't say a word. I didn't say a word. I said, i got to go inside. I went inside. I couldn't stand it because I wanted to play the game. Because I know I can beat these guys. I can beat them. (laughs) Because there's something inside of a guy you just want to win. Well, why don't we take that into the Christian realm. Do you want the devil to have victory over your life, to ruin your life, though he's an enemy and you cannot see him? And yet at the same time, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life can so blind you to eternal truths that you give it all up. Look at these verses. Look there in verse 16 of chapter 4. For which cause, which cause we faint not, means we don't quit. Because there's got to be a cause that's great enough not to quit. But though our outward man perishes, means you're going to get older and older, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. In other words, outwardly, yes, your old body's going to kind of lose a little steam. But inwardly, the new man can get stronger and stronger and stronger. You can grow in your strength in the Lord. But look what else he says in verse 17. For our light affliction, all these battles that we're having to face, this enemy that we've got, He says, it's a light affliction. And it's just for a moment. I always think, man, I can endure anything for a short period of time. Real short. A short period of time. He says, for our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding, and get this, eternal weight of glory. You see, there's something about people that we want praise, honor, and glory. Everybody wants it. So I don't want none of that. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. God's word is true. He said, let God be true, and every man's a liar. God says every man wants praise, honor, and glory. And God says that the trial of your faith, which is more precious than gold and silver, though it be tried with fire, at His coming may be praise, honor, and glory. God's going to give that to every person for your victories, for your battles, for your faithfulness. You see, our rewards don't come down here. I remember watching years ago when I heard about a guy by the name of Audie Murphy Anybody remember a guy named Audie Murphy? 19, 20, 21 years of age, he goes into the army, and lo and behold, by the time he's through, he's got more awards than any man that's ever lived. Most decorated man in World War II. I think I'm right on that. A little squirt. Everything had to happen just right for him to be at the right place at the right time. But he, he did it. But he did it. He said, well, I never get opportunities like that. You have them every day of your life in the Lord's army. You'll fight some battles today. You'll fight some tomorrow and the next day. You'll fight them every day. And there's a God in heaven that's keeping the records. He's keeping the books. And he wants to reward you. He wants to bless you. And he's watching you to see how you're going to fight that battle. And he says, I've given you the ultimate weapons to fight the ultimate enemy. So do you, do I, really have a good excuse not to fight, not to win? He says, well, I'm afraid. I'm just afraid. God hath not given to us the spirit of fear, but of love power and a sound mind that fear didn't come from God courage is fear that says its prayers and goes ahead without fear there is no courage and that's why he told Joshua be strong and very courageous and I will be with thee and make thy way prosperous so God has given to us an awful lot to be thankful for and God can And will use us and use you. So what do I say? Well, it's Memorial Day. Fight. Because one day you'll remember all the opportunities you had to fight. And maybe you didn't fight because you were afraid and you ran. Why would you run? Don't you have confidence in your weapons? In your shield of faith? Then work and prepare and be strong. Be the kind of a person that you ought to be. As Peter Amato would say, are you in or are you out? Look up here. This hand represents you and me. This wallet represents everything we've ever done wrong. God says that uh, we have all sinned. God loves us. Now, He hates our sin. And for us to pay for sin is death. Twice. Death physically and death spiritually, which will be eternal separation from God in a literal fire burning hell. But, see, God loves us and wants us to go to heaven, and to go to heaven you have to be perfect. Now think for a moment. If you have to be perfect to go to heaven, are you? No. Then how can you go? Can you live, or have you lived, or will you live a perfect life? I don't think so. You say, well, I'm going to start today and live a perfect life from now on. Sorry. You had to start it from the day you were born. So how are you doing? So you might as well forget that. God says you cannot earn eternal life. You cannot work your way to heaven. You'll never be good enough. This hand represents Jesus Christ. God in the flesh came into the world because He loves us, hates our sin because it separates us from Him. So Christ took our sins, all the sins of the world, paid for it on the cross, came back from the dead, and said, if you and I, if we would believe that he did it for us, he would give us as a free gift, everlasting life, and we would go to heaven on what Christ did for us. That's the best news in the world. Christ did that for you. He did it for me. Don't let the devil talk you out of trusting Christ as Savior. You will really be a big loser. Let's pray, shall we? Head bowed, nice clothes, and no one looking around. If you're here this morning and you've never trusted Christ as your Savior, would you right now and just talk to the Lord and say, Lord, I don't understand it all, but I believe Christ died, paid for my sins, and I will trust Him as my only hope of going to heaven. Friend, God said if you'd trust Him right now, He would save you right now, and give you eternal life right now. And you can know that whenever you get up to leave, you can say, I, I'm going to heaven when I die. Because today I accepted Jesus Christ as my Savior. I believe He died for me. Friend, if you'll do that, I'd like to have prayer for you. And I'm going to ask you just a moment to raise your hand. It's just to let me know that what I said made sense to you. And I'd like to have prayer for you in closing. Is there anyone at all before we close? Say, yes, I will trust Christ as my Savior. Anyone at all? If you have trusted Christ as your Savior, do do you really understand? You have been engaged to fight the ultimate battle. You've been given the ultimate weapons, the ultimate mission, to fight the ultimate enemy. And you can have the ultimate results. Rewards that last forever. Can't get it any longer than that. To come from the hand of God himself to say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. To give to you and I that praise, that honor, that glory that will never fade away. Father, we thank you so much for all you've done for us. We thank you, Lord, for each one here. Bless them, Lord. We pray for good service tonight and and give us an enjoyable day to pick. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.
0: Telling someone how to go to heaven is the greatest thing we can do in this life. To prepare you, Pastor Yankee Arnold is offering you his book, Gospel Driven Man, absolutely free. Gospel Driven Man explains in simple steps how to successfully share the gospel. To get your free copy of Gospel Driven Man, write to Yankee Arnold Ministries, 7028 West Waters Avenue, Suite 316, Tampa, Florida, 33634. Or email Yankee Arnold at yankee at yankeearnold.com. That's yankee at yankeearnold.com.